This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been extremely open about my struggles with severe anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, and therapy has honestly given me the tools to not only get through the everyday, but enjoy every day. Whether you're coping with trauma, stress, a specific hardship, whatever it may be, you don't need to feel ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you because there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You all know I always complain about how expensive therapy is, but BetterHelp therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are working with therapists from home. I mean, what's the harm in trying it? I guarantee BetterHelp's therapists will provide you with a new perspective on your current struggles. BetterHelp has a special offer for Meet My Mess listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash meet my mess. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash meet my mess. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Why do I wish I could come back with some good stories? They're entertaining stories. They're messy stories. But majority are at the cost of yours truly. (laughs) I'm so stoked to be back recording this podcast. I didn't realize how much I missed talking to myself until I sat here right now in this moment. If you guys have been listening to the show, you know I have left to travel the world, hence why I'm no longer in the mudroom. I haven't had the chance to set up a studio here. So right now I am in Barcelona, Spain, and I have the trusty messy sign with me, but it's not lit up, it's not put up. Um, the bear with me and also my mic quality is going to be shit today because I left my microphone in Canada so I'm gonna have to get my mom to send it to me (coughs) let me just start off by telling you about the general state of my health right now I am currently on crutches I'm currently sick um I'm currently financially struggling and I have been drinking for about 10 days straight. Welcome to Barcelona, week one. So in all seriousness, though, I've been having a really fun trip. I met some really, really, really dope people who you'll probably hear later on in the episode because I'm going to try and bring some of them on. Um, 
but I really haven't seen any of the city culturally. I haven't seen anything because I've been on crutches. Let me tell you how I ended up on crutches. So after two years of no partying, no going out, I hit Barcelona, which has some of the best nightlife in the world. And I'm actually at one of the best clubs in the world. Who I'm going to fucking sue. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. Um, I... I'm having a great night. As great of a night as you can have when the guy you're interested in starts making out with another girl. But anyways, not the point. I am dancing my life away, trying to act like I don't give a fuck that the guy I'm interested in is somewhere else off of someone else. And I stomp my foot mid-hair whip, bam, stomp my foot. And I feel the sharp pain going into my foot so I take a look down I was like oh I probably stepped on something take a look down pool of blood everywhere like I would say like a like a like Winnie the Pooh's honeypot size blood pool of blood this is my third night in Barcelona <sighs> next thing I know I look down at a huge piece of glass. You can see on my finger, I have a little slice from trying to rip it out of my shoe. No one could get it out. So I take the shoe off. And next thing I know, two security guards are whisking me out of this club. And I'm sitting there screaming, put me the fuck down. I didn't do anything. Put me down. Like I'm thinking I'm in all this trouble, but these guys are just trying to get me to the hospital, get me out of get me out of this club because I could bleed out at any single moment so I get inside they're trying to organize a way for me to get to the hospital and I was like still I was like I don't need to go to the hospital I don't need to go to the hospital and this is so embarrassing all I could say was I'm a Canadian girl I'm tough I'm tough I'm a Canadian girl I'm tough I'm a Canadian girl I'm tough I'm a Canadian girl which is just so embarrassing because what the fuck does that even mean if anything Canadian girls are probably some of the most weak it goes like American girls Canadian girls European girls and then the rest of the world is sorry the rest of the world is the most badass anyways I kept going I'm a Canadian girl I'm tough I'm tough everyone's like yeah everyone gets your Canadian you're still fucking bleeding everywhere so we get outside. We're looking for someone to take me to the hospital. No cab wants to take me because I'm bleeding out of my foot like it was my vagina. <coughs> I'm sick as well. The police didn't even want to take me because I was bleeding so bad, which is so fucked up. So the only person that would take me is one of those people on those like bike, those bikes that have the carriages in the back. So I'm in the back of one of those carriages, my foot bleeding out onto the ground as this guy's driving me. He's biking us to the hospital. And the main reason I didn't want to go to the hospital was because I don't, I didn't have travel insurance at the time. So they take me to the hospital and the people are like, yeah, this is going to cost you about 2000 euros to get stitches. And I was like, well, fuck that. I can't afford it. And they're like, okay, well, you have to get someone to pay for it. And I was like, well, I don't have anyone to pay for it. And they were like, okay, 
I was like, so can I go? They're like, I mean, yeah, it's not a prison, but we recommend that you get stitches. Me, Adrian Steep was like, I'm, I'm fine. So I come back, thank God I met this girl, Dominique. If you're listening, I forever owe my life to you. This girl is badass. She's ex-military. She is also traveling the world full-time. She's from New York. And since she was ex-military, she knew how to work on my foot. So we came back. She took all the glass out. She cleaned it out. She dressed it. Um, and that was good for a little while. I woke up the next day in more pain than I've ever felt in my entire life. The night before wasn't so bad because I was so drunk, but the next day, not a good story. Still bleeding like crazy. Still haven't gone to the doctor. Finally get travel insurance. The next day I go to the doctor. The doctor is very hot, might I add. And he tells me my foot's infected. Just one bad thing after the other. And now I'm on crutches. Roaming around Barcelona, I look like the most vulnerable target for pickpocketing because I probably am. Oh, and I didn't even mention that I left my bag in the hospital. So I lost all my money as well. All of my money my sanity, my health, my voice, it's all gone, but my heart is full. Everyone I'm friends with is sick as fuck right now. Everyone I met are terrible influences on each other. There's about 10 of us that are spending a lot of time with each other, and there's always at least half that want to go out that night, and with five people yelling at you, you gotta come, you gotta come. You gotta come. So we do. And now we're all fucking sick as hell. I want to switch gears a little bit to the kind of things you see in a hostel, which is where I'm staying right now. On day, I would say maybe three of staying in this hostel, we we meaning me and my friend Miriam come upstairs and our bathroom door is wide open we're like okay someone's in the shower kind of weird that this guy left the bathroom door open and we start talking to each other I'm like making some joke like what what if he's like jacking off to the sound of us in the bathroom and literally I kid you not three seconds later we start hearing aggressive 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 beating crazy amount of beating like there's so many people in this hostel that just want to whip their d's out and then i go and look into my drawer of things i'm like why is my lock off my drawer this is bizarre i always have a lock on there so i look and i'm like this is really weird my passport's still here my money's still here so what else could he possibly be looking for panties so 
hopefully he enjoyed them. Hopefully it was worth it because he ended up getting kicked out of the hotel or the hostel after doing this because you can't just be jerking off to girls' voices. But this is not the only experience one of us have had with people trying to show us their penises. So my friend Gonzalo, who is very Jack Black adjacent, looks-wise and otherwise, he was at the elevator and he sees this guy with his pants around his ankles. Two guys there, one with the pants around the ankles. And the guy is like, do you want to see my dick? And it's supposed to be a joke. Like, you have to remember everyone here drinking all, they're like, do you want to see my dick? And the guy, and my friend Gazelle is like, no. I'm going to ask him to tell this story better a little bit later on. He's like, no. Don't want to see your dick. And guys like are you sure are you sure and he starts to like try and like whip it out my friend's like no 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 dick no dick for me and um my guess was that these two guys were about to play around a little and they got caught in the act and we all know how the frat boys love to pretend they're not gay oh we're gonna circle jerk but no homo oh we're gonna make out in an elevator no homo oh i'm gonna show you my dick no homo i'm going to measure my dick no homo like everything they do is no homo everything homo they do is no homo even if you say no homo it's gay shit just because you're a white boy in a frat house or you're a hockey boy doesn't mean that it's not gay i'm not saying that being gay is bad but you can't just act like what you're doing is not gay. And also, I think it's worse to be like, no homo. If you're going to do gay shit, just do gay shit. Like, don't say no homo. That's offensive. That's offensive to the homos. Do your gay shit and get on with it. So that's been the beginning of my trip. I have a fucked up foot. We have a wanker on our hands. And I'm still without a husband. Weirdly enough, I haven't really dated at all since I've been here. Um, This time traveling feels very, very different for me. I feel like... It's weird to say, but I don't feel as excited to be here as I was last time I started traveling. Um, Maybe it's because I haven't seen much of of the city, but... I feel like I'm having a hard time embracing the present moment. I want to talk about like first impressions for a second. I met a guy on this trip, a friend guy, who I had a really trash first impression of. And we later on became friends. So I want to talk about giving people more than one chance to make an impression, especially while you're traveling. Because people in this environment are nervous. They're out of their comfort zones. They are just trying to get by, get through the day. And sometimes their first impressions aren't always going to be indicative of who they are. So I would say give everyone, this is just a rule of thumb in life, three chances to make a first impression on you 
I also want to say in terms of dating, sometimes the people that you are first attracted to are not the ones you're going to be attracted to by the end of the week, the end of the month, because you really learn so much about people. Living in a hostel is just like one huge fucking orgy. I haven't had sex with anyone. No one I know has had sex with anyone, but you know that there's sex being had. You can feel the tension. You can smell the sex around this place. And it is making me quite horny. But I've had no chance to get off. That's something else we need to talk about. We all know my regimen for getting off is about three times a day normally. Right now, we're two weeks without an orgasm. Two weeks. And I'm starting to get a little bit sexually frustrated. But at the same time, I'm trying to assess out which guy it is I want to slide in on because I don't want to ruin the possibility with others. There's just lots of options. So if you're looking to date, you should go traveling because everyone's fucking single and ready to mess around. I want to talk about hostel staying as well for a second because I think people have a really bad impression of what hostels can be and that they're gross. And I know the fact that I just talked about two guys whipping their dicks out isn't going to help your first impression. But... If you're traveling solo and you're looking to meet people, staying in a hostel is probably going to be your best bet. There is group activities. Every single person here is looking to meet someone. If you're wanting to meet people who want to party, they're here. If you're wanting to meet people who want to explore, they're here. If you're wanting to meet people from a certain country, they're here. Like, it's literally just a melting pot of people from all around the world, and you make friends you would never have met otherwise. It's such a crazy experience. I can honestly say some of the people I've met in this past week will be my friends for life. I've never felt that way when I've met a group of people right off the bat but we literally just click it feels like we have been friends for years meeting people while traveling is hard but there's so it's no it's not hard it's not hard it seems like it would be hard but it's really not especially when you're staying at a hostel there's so many people to talk to if you're not comfortable staying at a hostel which I think just please try and open your mind to it because they're very clean the staff's very nice they're fun you just have to do your research and they are so so cost efficient if you're young I would recommend trying to stay in hostels for a little while in terms of meeting people while you're traveling um Another way you can do that is there's a lot of like group chats online for like travelers, people traveling to this place, that place. You can meet people on Instagram. You can go to bars and just chat people up. I know it sounds a little intimidating, but especially as a foreigner, people are always a little bit more open to engaging in conversation with you. So I would say just put yourself out there as much as you can I know it's scary but realistically if you say hey can I hop on your guys tonight no one's ever gonna say no and then you just have to build your impression with them from there 
in terms of dating while you're traveling, I thought I would be dating a shit ton while I was here. I thought I would be going on dates every single night. I haven't gone on one single date since I've been here because I've been enjoying just my friendships so much and having fun alone and my not with alone with my friends. Like I haven't gone on one date. I know I said I was going to come back with a husband and I'm disappointing you all because at this point it looks like I'm coming back single. It's been one fucking week. I'm crazy. But meeting people date-wise while you're traveling, I would actually say that dating apps are not the way to go in countries like that aren't like the U.S. or Canada because a lot of the best ones aren't even on those apps. It's just not really part of their culture. So yeah, actually Australia, I think dating apps are part of their culture. Some places in Europe, but specifically Spain, not really. Um, so open your eyes away from the dating apps. It's also just nice to genuinely meet someone, but it is a little bit difficult after pandemic days to know how to act. And unfortunately, a lot of people want only something casual after two years of not being able to have any sex, not being able to have any physical intimacy. People really, really want to just get their dicks wet and get their badges pounded. Anyways, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding, but not really. I am going to incorporate some audio from my friends into this, telling them telling you a little bit all about their a little bit all about a little bit all about their favorite stories that have come from this trip. And I might be back to comment on some more, but realistically, I don't want to sit here and talk on a mic if I don't have anything else to say. And for this week, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm working on getting back into the swing of interview style podcasts because I know that's the essence of this show and it's what I like to do. I don't really enjoy as much sitting here on a mic by myself because it's narcissistic. My life's not really that interesting and I can talk about random shit for no reason, but I'm not really in the mood. Side note. Do you think that sick voices are sexy? You guys write in because I honestly absolutely love my voice when I'm sick. When I have like a raspy, hoarse voice, I would, I get horny just thinking about myself with a raspy voice. So write in, do you love your sick voice? Because I sure do. I'm also just trying to decide if I should go to the club or not tonight. If my mom is listening, I'm not going to go. And if she's not, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to (sighs) go. Please tell me what you want to hear going forward with this show. Um, It feels a little different not doing it out of Vancouver. It feels a little strange. I feel like I'm trying to adjust. And I'm just not really sure how. Would you guys like to hear more travel content? Would you like to hear the messy stories from people all around the world? Would you guys like me to continue on doing interviews with podcasters, with comedians? Let me know what you guys want to hear because I'm feeling a little bit like I need inspiration on where the direction of this podcast is going to go. While you're at it, rate me five stars. I know this episode was brief, but realistically all I have going on in my life right now is travel and dating and wanking and hurting myself and recovering from this stupid ass injury Instagram is Carissa Harrison I'll have a lot of travel travel content up 
Leave a Mess Podcast on Instagram. I'm sorry this episode is so short. I feel so bad. But I will also throw in some fun clips from the trip as well. Remember to chase after your dreams because now is the time to do it. You're young. You can fuck up. You're always going to figure it out financially, physically, dating-wise, career-wise. You're always going to figure it out. So take that leap to do the thing you want because now is the time to do it. You don't have kids. You don't have a family. You don't have bills. You have bills to pay, but nothing too, too crazy. So take that jump. Take it from me. I am so happy to be where I am. And I feel so lucky. Thank you guys so much for listening each and every week. And wherever you are, I hope you are getting off. Bye.